Welcome to Rag Chew. And if you're as curious as a kitty cat as I am, you can follow us over on Facebook and Twitter at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max, and by plans, I mean I want to stay home and watch Netflix, especially right now. And I'm Kane. You're listening to Rag Chew on Battle.net 99.5. Skynet has so graciously allowed us to keep you in the loop as you battle the Terminators out there. That was incredible. Oh my God, that was incredible. <laughs> Kate, I that was something I would never think of. Wow. I you know, here's a round of applause for you, Kate, in the in the background here. Here's a round of applause for you on an intro. Like, wow. <laughs> Had a couple Skynet. extra minutes this morning to think about it, you know. So wow. That was that was a good reference, is the Skynet one, you know? Well, eventually we all are gonna die from Skynet, but you know. <laughs> I have to imagine it's probably in the cards. You know, it's it's somewhere buried in there. It'll eventually, you know, especially with everything going on right now, I just assume that's the next card that's going to be flipped is the Terminator has been released, you know, <laughs> and then we go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. You know? It's going to be it's going to be part of this whole ordeal. It's going to be like uh, President Trump has released the Terminator to combat the coronavirus. And the next thing you know, it's like all of a sudden the, everybody's like being killed by the Terminator for no reason. So it's, you know. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see this happening. You know, he's gonna. I, I guess no. Oh, ooh, it'll be the Terminator is released in order to keep people quarantined in their homes, right? Right. It's going to defend us. Don't worry, everything's fine. <laughs> and worry. then it turns on us, and we all die. So I could see this happening. You know, I'm honestly, I, I, I would expect that to be next. I would expect yeah. that to be next. <laughs> I could see it. I could very well imagine that being a realistic possibility. <laughs> So what have you been up with your quarantine there, Cade? What's going on in your isolation time? Uh, yes, not much changed, I guess, since last time. Uh, you know, still um, making, I had to make a trip to the store, and uh, it's getting a little scarier to do that. Uh, thank you also to those people who are still going into work there every day and having to deal with coming in contact with people. I can't imagine how they probably feel right now. Um but uh, that, I've been getting some work done around the house. I've been working outside. Uh, we had a discussion prior to this about how there is pollen in the air. And if you're someone like myself who has always had bad allergies, people are going to look at you funny this time of year during this episode. Uh, but outside of that, uh, yeah, man, just uh, still playing some video games, get some things done. That's about it, man. How about yourself? About the same, about the same. When it goes under the allergy portion of it, so my wife and I actually went to Publix yesterday, and she gets really bad allergies around this time, no matter what, just because what you said, like you said, the uh, the pollen's fallen and everything else. It's it's just bad right now. Even I, I don't have bad allergies, and I've lived in Florida my whole life, but it, it's still I can get it. And uh, we were standing in the middle of the frozen food section. There was a good amount of people around us. And she starts to sneeze and she like looks at me and like her eyes get really big. Like I could tell she was oh, like, crap. oh God, I have to sneeze. I have to sneeze. Yeah. She looks at me dead in the eye and she just goes <laughs> and just like holds it and stares at me. And we both kind of look around. We were like, okay, we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. <laughs> Keep moving, you know? <laughs> it's true, man. And it's, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate and um, scary at the same time that uh, you have to be afraid to let out a normal sneeze but i get it because you know what if you don't know someone in the store and they start coughing and sneezing you're like oh dude this is it man like this is how it ends you know that's just how this is like your immediate thought you don't do that on purpose it's a subconscious thing uh for ignorant people like myself to be like i don't know what you have and i certainly don't want it you know 
No, I mean, I get it. It's fair. I know we actually just, uh, so we were doing some sprinkler work before this yesterday, a couple, was it yesterday or two days ago? Somewhere in there. I was trying to repair um, one of our sprinklers in our front yard because the, the head had kind of, it was just getting stupid, I guess, where you adjust it. Uh, the ring had kind of like not broken off, but it gotten super loose to now it's not even doing anything. So I called a guy out in order to do it. Uh, really, really cool guy who does like all of our irrigation work, but he comes out and he he's, he's coughed at one point. He goes, I swear it's my allergies. I was like, <laughs> I, you're okay. You're okay. I promise it's okay. Oh like, my gosh. You're all right. And he was like, okay. I mean, I, I do. It's, I have asthma. You know, I've had, he goes, and he works a part-time job over at a hardware store. And he was talking about, he was like, yeah, every day instead of like our morning meetings or when I'm talking to customers that I have a cough, I just have to be like, sorry, I've had asthma my entire life and it's just the pollen in the air right now. And he says, I have gotten a couple customers give me the dirtiest looks when I'm trying to still talk to him and help him out. And I was like, yeah, I kind of understand that one. I, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. You know, but I feel bad for him, though. He's out with asthma doing what he's doing during the time that we're in unfortunately but oh i know he was standing under my giant oak tree which had pollen just falling oh, all over it and i was like yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah fun fun story about uh oak trees actually uh that, that it's just to give people an idea i think i still have a video i'd have to go find it and maybe post it on the facebook page with a link to this episode when it comes out uh but uh at our old house that we lived in we used to live close to downtown orlando um and i'm sorry I, I, well, you know, it was fun for a time. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was on uh, East Central right next to the executive airport, if that gives you an idea. So mm, it, was, mm-hmm, it was probably mm-hmm. like two miles-ish from downtown. But um, yeah, we had these two giant oak trees. They were not even in our yard. They were in our neighbor's yard. And I hated them so much because of two times a year, they just released pollen like nobody's business. And then two times a year, they dropped so many leaves that ended up in my yard that I had to go out and clean up. And, uh, you know, it's 18 to 20 trash bags later of leaves. You know, it was and my yard was not that big. It was just a nightmare. But uh, we were doing a garage sale one day and uh, the pollen was so bad coming out of the trees that like when the wind would blow, like it looked like a sandstorm, like you couldn't see because the pollen was so bad. What? Yeah, it was it was it was knocking fuss, as Dickie Roberts would say. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I got to I'll have to find that. But yeah, it was it like every person with allergies nightmare was just watching this pollen turn into a blizzard of yellow and just looking in the mirror at yourself like this is it. This is how it ends. This is my time. <laughs> yeah. This is it. <laughs> I genuinely was like, I was hitting the Flonase. I was taking Claritin. I was like, I, something's got to work here, man. Jeez. Man, I know we used to have, so we our oak tree has been dropping an absolute ton of leaves in my front yard right now. And it's driving me absolutely insane because some of my like grass is starting to die because the leaves are starting to pile on it so bad. So I'm having to go out there and rake and that kind of stuff. But it just it constantly drops. And I'm hoping with the rain, it's kind of stopped. We got our first rain. What was it last night? Two nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago for the first yeah, time in a while. It's been probably, I would say, a month and a half since we got a rain. And it's held back some of it. But I'm like, okay, all right, it's April now. April showers bring <laughs> me flowers anytime now. Right, like, right. I'm ready to stop like watching my lawn die. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But Yeah, I feel you. Oh, man, it's crazy right now. But yeah, so I got an interesting story for you, Cade. I I did a little um, research on a I I wouldn't say a research on a topic. It came up inside of 
um, this podcast I was listening to. I don't remember which one it was. I apologize. I would give him a shout out, but I completely forgot. Um, <laughs> I Listen, I was just perusing different podcasts and it came up. But they were talking about um, this politician named Howard Dean from 2004. He was running for, I think he was running for president, for the Democratic National uh, President. Uh, do you Have you heard the story of Howard Dean? I don't think I have, actually, no. So this guy is really interesting. So back in 2004, he was running against, hold on, let me see who he was running up against. da 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 da, da. Uh, DNC. So he was the DNC chairman at one point, I guess. Um, but he had, he was the governor of, um, uh, crap. Why am I blanking out of uh, Vermont, Vermont? Yeah. He was the governor of Vermont and, uh, he was going up against, I think George W. Yeah, that'd be George W. He was going up against George W and it was really, really interesting. So they talked about how, he was doing really, really good. He was sweeping the caucuses and everything else. And he had won, I think, like the first like six and everyone loved him. And he was like the person who they thought was going to win the nomination for the Democratic Party. But here's the interesting thing. So for those of you who um, I guess I'm going to use the word a little bit more experienced or have been in the uh, voting for a longer amount of time than Cade and I have, uh, uh-huh. then you might know. He lost, they basically, he lost his run because of Howard Dean's scream. So he basically got really, really pumped in the middle of a rally. Um, And I'm curious if I could clip it in here. I don't know. But he um, got really, really pumped in the middle of a rally and was saying like, we're, we took, we we took this, we took this, we took this, and then we're moving on to Iowa. We're moving on to Arizona and we're moving up, blah, blah, blah. And then he like named a bunch of states and then he goes, like, is the way he screamed (laughs) when he got so excited. And the weirdest thing about that is after that is numbers tanked, numbers absolutely tanked. And what they say is, is a lot of people like, you know, I, I guess thought it was weird, was the weirdest scream they've ever heard. And so everyone, I guess, stopped voting for him which was the most interesting thing. Oh yeah. He was running against John Kerry. Cause that's when John Kerry and uh, Bush were going up against each other. George W. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, he screamed and everyone kind of went, uh, what was that? And then Iowa and New Hampshire, he lost and then he just kept losing. And then he ended up dropping out later on, but they say like he, the internet kind of publicized it. Excuse me, it went everywhere and he lost. But yeah, it just was one of the most interesting things I have ever heard. And I was like, wow, so you lost an entire political race based upon you screaming really weird. And if, if, right, I'm curious if we could throw it in here. Okay, maybe you could figure out a way to do that. He edits all of this, he's a genius. Ah! Or if not, go on YouTube and just search Howard Dean Scream. I guess it just turned 15 this past year and uh, it got reposted a bunch, but take a look at it. It's a really, it's a really weird yell. Very interesting. Well, I, uh, you've certainly piqued my interest in the matter. That's for sure. I know what Cade's going to be doing as soon as we finish up. He's going to be like, what? Okay. Now I want to listen to it. It's, it's a, it's pretty weird. It's the way he says it. It's like a, yeah, it's like, 
really, really weird. That yeah. I can't believe he lost his political race. I'm infatuated by the fact that he lost it because of the because of the scream. Yeah, apparently it just started circulating all over the internet. People were making fun of him and everything else, and then people just oh, thought it not was... the internet, sir. I don't believe that for a dang minute. <laughs> Everything's true on the internet. Oh, show. Nobody makes fun of each other on the internet. No, 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 no. I've You're never nuts. seen that happen before. Just never. don't do a call. Don't get into a Call of Duty loop lobby with me because I'm no. a really nice guy. Yeah, he fits in with a ten to thirteen year old uh, <laughs> <laughs> just... demographic. Listen, okay. You, bad. <laughs> you <Dog>. smell bad. <laughs> Listen, I've <sighs> seen that meme go around that says if you're not able to handle a Modern Warfare two. Uh, Xbox 360 lobby, then then you can't handle anything. That's true. Uh, I would make one small edit to that and say that if you cannot handle a Halo 2 online lobby back when that was at its peak of like onlineness, Halo 2, it was because it was relatively like when I played that, I was one of those squeaky, you know, squeaky voice, like little bastards that everybody like was like, oh, I can't believe this guy. I can't believe this kid's playing. And, you know, and I, I I don't want to make it sound like I was like great because I don't think I was at that point yet, but I was pretty solid. You know, I could hold my own against anybody. Positive kill death ratio. It is what it is. <laughs> but uh, it was it. It's funny. It's it's I can see it from the kid's perspective because I was there that how mad older people get when like uh, they're getting, you know, pwned by some like some kid who hasn't even like his balls haven't even dropped yet and it's like it just makes me laugh so much because now being on the other side of it i get so mad about it i'm like ah, i remember being that kid that friggin' makes me so pissed off yeah i was playing against a kid the other day on uh, modern warfare and he was absolutely wrecking me and he was maybe like 12 at the most and i'd hear him be like loser you know and that uh, kind of stuff and you're like god you know you feel like just such of less of a man you know clearly like your entire man is going very well then i guess oh it is it is you know it's going very good right now bastard <laughs> no man i mean i'll tell you for those who don't know uh a lot about this you basically i'll, I'll give modern warfare 2 as an example it was a call of duty game you get into a lobby and um, you're paired up with the same people over and over and over and over and over again um, that you play against all inside of one like lobby. And on the game type, when you go into the lobby, everyone just talks absolute trash the entire time. And it's like insults about your mother and your father and the rest no of your safe. family. No, oh. no one. No one is safe. <laughs> no one's safe. They insult anyone and everyone. And it just, it gets, it's like a cat fight. It gets really bad. And yeah. you hear the most creative insults, names that you've never been called before. But then you take those insults and you moved into the next lobby and you make fun of people with that exact same insult. And it does really well, you know, but it's just, it's, it's a good time. One had by all. And uh, I could say it made my skin a lot thicker. Uh, but now they've changed it, which is so disappointing because I loved talking trash. I'll totally admit it. I love talking trash. And um, now in the modern warfare game that exists now, that's out now, um, you don't sit inside of the same lobby with the same people over and over and over again. You uh, end up get it, just getting pulled out of the lobby and put into a new one. So you never play with the same people again. 
Uh, there's a chance that you will, but it's usually pretty slim. Yeah, it's not uh, super high. Yeah, it, it, but it's it's the weirdest thing because now I'm like, oh, man, I can't just keep talking crap to somebody. Or I remember I used to make uh, friends via the Internet. You know, I, I have a couple people that still on my friends list to this day. Um, I got a guy that's on my Facebook that we met years ago while playing Xbox and he lives in Kentucky and uh, we're on Facebook together and we talk and we'll comment on each other's stuff. But it's because we were playing video games together and we were in the same lobby over and over and we just developed, I guess, a, a friendship and kept it up. It was really cool. Yeah, some good, st- you know, there's some good stories out there for that. And there's, um, uh, let me see. I don't think I have anybody to this day I still keep in contact with. But for a long time, it was more Halo 3 where I picked up a lot of people that I... Uh, I wasn't actually friends with in real life, you know. They just ended up being like, oh, hey, we played this game. We were wrecking, you know, let's stay in touch kind of deal. But it's fun. Like, it's a fun story. Like, and there's people out there who don't play video games or enjoy video games or whatever it is. And that's fine, man. But, like, I think one of the cool things for people to understand that comes out of it is it's a um, it's a culture all its own. Uh, when you play with people who you get along with and enjoy as well, you build friendships online. I've seen things on the internet where uh, people have gotten together for the first time in like X amount of years who didn't know each other any more than outside of playing, you know, uh, Halo or Call of Duty or whatever it was together. And uh, I just think that's cool, man. It's it's a, it's a fun thing. And I'm sure that's probably happening right now because there's more people online than there's ever been because people um, can't or should not be leaving their houses. So, you know, it's yeah. cool. It's just a cool I- thing. I actually have one story or two stories that are similar to that. So I have uh, a friend. I'll shout him out here. His name's Jamal. He lives in Washington. Um, him and I have never met in person before. Um, but him, uh, we had a mutual friend uh, together. And uh, this was back in like the middle school days. This was like 2000 something. I can't remember. And um, we would all Skype together because Skype was the new thing. And we thought that was super cool. So we get on and Skype. And uh, they invited this kid named Jamal in and me and him got along really well. It was me and two, two other friends and then Jamal. So it was four of us in total. And we all chat. Him and I got along really, really well. And then I learned that he plays uh, Xbox. So him and I started playing Xbox together and we played like crazy. Him and I used to play a ton. Um, actually, every single year we did a Madden, an annual Madden championship. Uh, he's an Eagles fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. So he lives in Washington so it was always hilarious because I'd make fun of him because I'm a Seattle fan. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but we would play every single year. I consistently beat him every single year. So if he listens to the podcast, Jamal, I whooped your ass every year. Um, <laughs> and But it was always so much fun. It would get really intense games and that kind of stuff. And him and I have never actually met in person. We've only ever played Xbox together or met via Skype. But we've always said one day we're going to run into each other. And the best part about this is, get ready for this. Him and I actually share the same birthday. What? So, yeah, every year on our birthday, um, I always send him a text. I always call my brother from another mother. I'm always like, happy birthday, man. Hope everything's good with you. And we'll chat a little bit and then we'll move on. Um, But every year we kind of chat. We see each other's Facebook, that kind of stuff. But he's, uh, I I would say, one of my best uh, online friends that I've ever made. And it's really cool. Like I said, we've never met in person, but there's a friendship that's still there. And I'm with you. Um, you know, that's the one thing I find kind of good about this, you know, about the whole video game culture is it is a community, right? Exactly what you said. 
And you can meet a lot of crappy people on there. A lot of times it's a lot of crappy people. Um, but you occasionally can meet some really, really cool people that you could be friends with, you know, for the rest of your life. And I consider him one of those. And then another story I have is uh, there was a YouTuber that I used to interact with. He doesn't really, well, he has an account now, but it's not the same content. Uh, this was eight years ago or something along those lines. And he, uh, he played, he was into Minecraft, I wasn't, but that was some of his videos. And he came down because uh, Minecon, the conference for Mineco Minecraft, was going to be here in Orlando. And he was coming down here, and I told him, I was like, yo, I'll get you into Disney if we hang out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I got him in, and him and I went, and I walked around the park with a YouTuber and his wife. It was super cool. And uh, that was one of the coolest interactions. I mean, I just kind of got to know him, and it was one of those things that I was like, I made it. I got to hang out with a YouTuber. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to hang out with somebody who gets to do uh, what all of us wish we could probably accomplish. But that oh is, yeah, that is pretty oh cool. yeah. But I will say he barely had much subscribers or anything. I think he barely broke a hundred thousand or something. But it was still kind of cool. I was like, Yo, oh my gosh, this is thousand, awesome. You know? Yeah, I got to hang out with him for the entire day. But it was it was really interesting. I'll say. Um, but I, you know, that's the one thing. Without harping on the subject for a lot longer. You can make some really, really good friendships out of it, you know. But uh, so, Cade, how about you feeling a little bit of ranting or do you want to uh, go into our article? You tell me, sir. Uh, let's go to our article. I Just for folks out there who wondered why we skipped the rant uh, last week and why there's still not a ton this week to rant about is we, uh, uh, just like everyone else, have been confined to our houses for the most part and when i don't leave it's harder for me to find something that pisses me off so. yeah there's not as many things that i'm as frustrated about nowadays yeah, you know yeah. it's maybe just... i'm frustrated with like i will say one thing i am frustrated with there's more car cars on the road than i expect yeah you know not that i think that people shouldn't be on the roads or doing things but especially with uh the state of florida now on a you know stay at home notice there's a lot more people going out and acting like life is normal. And don't get me wrong. I think we all want a sense of normalcy, right? We all want that sense that everything's okay and, you know, everything's going to be okay. But if if we all stay home and do our part, I'm not saying we all should sit around and not touch anything and not go outside, but it, it prevents this, the, I guess, exposure rates even more. And we all have to do our part and we all will get through this together, you know? Right. Yep, that's the thing. That's the deal. We all got to do our own thing, you know, uh, as far as working together and uh, preventing this from getting worse. It's I don't know. It's 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 hard right now, folks. You know, it's just uh, it's it's the only way to put it. It's and it's only according to uh, sources out there going to get worse uh, over the course of the next six weeks. But um, or not six weeks. Sorry, two weeks. But God, thank God. Thank God not <laughs> don't say that, please, God. <laughs> yeah, man, we're just uh, we're looking for the end. You know, at first it was like, oh, I'm you know, first it was like, oh, I'm glad I get to stay home or whatever. And then now it's like, well. I get why, uh, you know, and now I'm just, I don't know. I'm ready for things to go back to normal. I, it sucks that it has to be like it is. There's a lot of exciting things happening this year that unfortunately uh, have been altered or canceled or changed because of it. You know, uh, my wife and I are still expecting our, our baby boy and beginning of July and it's dude, it's anxiety driving and nerve wracking right now because of everything that, uh, I uh, I just worry because of that, but I worry for a lot of other reasons too. But yeah, I, I won't harp on it too long. It just 
I don't know. It's scary. It's it's that's about the best way I can put it. I agree, but I'll say I've always been a, a big proponent of things always work out in the end. And my wife and I, um, excluding all of this going on right now, I feel like everyone's been through hard times, right? Everyone who's listening, um, I feel like the the hundred or so out there that listen to us every single week. Uh, the one thing I'm going to say. Uh, to kind of end this on is we here, Cade and I, I think hope to be a beacon of of hope and light. And we've tried to stay away from some of the topics a lot just to kind of give you something good to listen to every single week and something that gets you away from it for, you know, 30, 40 minutes every single week. But at the same time, um, things always work out in the end. My wife and I have been through some hard times, but you you get through them and things are always better on the other side. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And uh, keep your chin up. Uh, as hard as it is sometimes, and just uh, move forward, man. Just uh, as you said, I, I'm with you. I like to imagine everything works out the way it's supposed to, and that hopefully we are all a part of that master plan. Yes, sir. Well, on a lighter note here, I have a little bit of an article to share with everyone. This is from CBS News, so I'm changing it up a little bit here, Kate. I got CBS News, and the headline is, Wild goats take over empty streets of Welsh town as residents stay inside. This was uh, posted the other day. Uh, it says a herd of wild goats has taken over the deserted streets of a seaside town. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce. Welsh is one of the hardest languages ever to attempt to pronounce. That's so I'm true. not going to do it. I'm going to say it's Lulladano, Wales, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, as citizens remain in their homes to help stop the spread of the coronavirus, the goats have been spotted in the town center in front of churches and even nimbling on hedges and front lawns. The animals are part of a wild herd of more than 100 Kashmiri goats that live <laughs> around the nearby Great Orm headland. Oh, ABS News okay. reported the headland is 679 foot piece of limestone that extends out from the surrounding sea. Um, the best part is, is they... Uh, I guess uh, they, they interviewed a citizen. So I'm going to scroll down here. And they said, well, we have no guests and the great Orm goats expect to stay and eat for free. The Landstone House, a local hotel, wrote on Instagram on Monday. Least they use the parking white lines to respect the two meter social distancing <laughs> guidelines. <laughs> Someone else tweeted, it goes, I for one welcome our welcome new goat. Our welcome new goat or overlords tweeted Andrew Stewart who works for the Manchester Evening News. Stuart has been posting regular updates about the ghosts since last week. They're scared of me, a human in this. They don't like people, Stuart tweeted alongside video of goats running from him. They usually only come down from the Great Orm when it's windy and only the back streets at the top of the Moston Street. Now lockdown means it's empty and they're going further than ever. And it's just hilarious seeing these photos of these goats all spread out throughout the town. It's got a bunch of photos and they're just walking around. They're just doing their things. Uh, the, there aren't very few visitors on the top, so they've come down in droves, said, uh, the BBC, uh, there isn't anyone else here. So they probably decided the, uh, they may as well take over it. Cause you know, why not? But it's adorable. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll link this article showing all these goats. They are adorable. When this comes out, I'll link it. It's, it's just too funny. And to see them kind of running around this entire street, but you know, I'm down to have a goat take over my town in all honesty. Uh, it would certainly be interesting. That's for sure. I feel like it'd be a good time. You know, some, <laughs> some goats running around. The only thing that would get annoying is if I left anything outside because goats, in case you don't know, eat anything and everything. 
Yeah, they really do. It's actually, um, it's funny that you uh, say that because over in uh, when we visited uh, both Ireland and Scotland, is quite common to find them just about everywhere. Uh, really? Yeah, they're, uh, and that's one of the reasons I think I remember them telling us like why they don't have to like cut the grass all too terribly often. It's because they just let them all over the place, and farmers like paint like a dot or something on the side of their goats of a specific color. So they know that if somebody else tries to steal their goat, like whose it is. <laughs> well, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is though, right? Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it's interesting over there that they do that. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. When we were there, it was during the um, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump election. And in the, one of the bars we went to, they had a, like a betting thing. It was like a game for them. They was like, Oh, bet who wins the presidency, you know? And the winner, um, the winner won like, a uh, I think it was some sort of, I don't know if it was like a specific breed of goat, but a goat was the prize, like on who won. Uh, and all you had to do, I think it was like, it wasn't even much. It was like five euros or something to, to enter. Uh, I don't know. My dad entered and he was right, but he just, uh, he never got the call. So I'm assuming that they gave the goat to someone else. Oh man. I was about to say, please tell me you did it because I would have laughed to see them attempt to <laughs> ship a goat to the U S. Uh, he wouldn't have taken you know? it. He already said that if he won, he was just going to give the goat to somebody locally. I just thought it was funny that, you know, we're talking about goats taking over towns. They have goats and sheep everywhere over there. And then like the prize for a contest was a goat, you know, it's like, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I mean, those goats <laughs> go, they're, they're adorable, but I'll say they go everywhere. Goats are known to climb roofs and everything. So, Fun fact, your boy was a part of FFA, and for people who hey. don't know what FFA is, it's the Future Farmers of America uh, Association, basically FFA, and um, you. this was back in high school, and you raised livestock. So I never actually raised any livestock, um, but I helped with it, and uh, goats, man, they'll eat anything and everything, they climb anything and everything, and they can be a menace. Goats can be a menace, man. They're aggressive. They really yeah, they really can. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I have seen them attempt to eat people's shirts that are just sitting there. Um, they will tear fences up. They are they're an interesting little breed, but uh, but yeah, I thought it'd be kind of funny to share that article. It's uh interesting to see what's happening with everything going on around the world, and I thought it'd be interesting to find out that goats are taking over a town in uh in Wales. So that's a good time, huh? <laughs> love it, man. I love it. That's good it's stuff. Good time. All right, Cade. Well, uh, you got any parting words for us here, good sir? Yeah, oldie, oldie but goodie quote here, one that um, I heard a long time ago that uh, while it's short and very straight to the point, sometimes when I think of it, it helps me through tough times since we are all going through tough times. Right now, I figured I would leave you with this. When staring into the face of adversity, show courage and persevere. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. Like you said, very pertinent to uh, times. Excuse me. Times now. Ooh. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining us here. We're on Rag Chew and uh, don't have too much fun. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, you'll be hearing from us next time. Uh, don't forget to go follow us over on social media as well. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye bye now. Yeah!